Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. Bird they trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Sports and John. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, Bird. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Damn. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Yeah, Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season, what that ass It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bro, our hearts indebted. Fly, Eagles, fly, what it's about, bro. I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? We want Dallas. We want Dallas. We want Dallas. of the 4th and John podcast. Boys and girls, when the schedule comes out earlier in the season, I take a look at three things. First thing I look for is when is the home opener because your boys got some tailgates to plan. Number two, I look for the bye week. Where's the bye week? Because I want to make sure the league's not dicking us like they did last year in week four. And the third thing I look for is where is Dallas? And we can sit here and argue about who the greatest rival is for our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. But just know this. I hate nothing more than that scumbag organization that calls themselves the Dallas Cowboys. Or their knuckle-dragging, helmet-wearing, short-bus-taking, window-licking, idiot fan base that does nothing 
but stare at the star and doesn't realize what's happening in front of them. And what's happening in front of them right now is the Philadelphia Eagles are taking over this division. And it ends Sunday night. Boys and girls, welcome to Dallas Week. But I want to turn it over to my man, Mr. Gail Saunders. Eagle Sessions on Twitter. I know you're amped up for this week. How you feel, my friend? Uh, pretty amped up, fellas. I mean, uh, Eagle fans out there, I need you to get in touch with your emotions right now. Be confident. I said it weeks ago, be confident in what you guys are seeing. How long have you watched the Eagles? How long have you seen uh, bad defense? It's been a long time. Uh, now we have we have a team in every sense of the word. Uh, we have we have a, a team that's playing for the coach, uh, playing for the players to the left, to the right of them. You have a team that's got leadership out the ass. Uh, it, it's crazy. Players are playing for each other. Uh, players are playing for no money in Chris Long. I mean, it's it's a special thing. I'm a, I'm a Kelly Green Eagle wearer. Mm-hmm. You know how long? You're talking to a guy who's been watching Reggie White. You're talking to a guy who's watched Jerome Brown play. I've seen the 2004 run, mm-hmm. the feeling we got when we got Terrell Owens and yes, Javon Kurtz. Yes, sir. I wake up every week for the last nine weeks with that feeling in my gut. Last time, this team has been 8-1. and one. Uh, let's see, 2004, went to the Super Bowl. 1980, last time they were 8-1. and one. What happened? Went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> 1960, 8-1. What happened? They won the NFL championship. 1949, 8-1. Went to the NFL championship. I like that. So I, if you can't say it, I'll say it for you with my fucking chest. This is a Super Bowl caliber team. Damn! And they have every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears poured into each game and every week. And they're even keeled. So I feel good about myself. And y'all should too. And this team. You can't handle the truth. Oh, well, we can handle some Gail Saunders. I freaking love it, man. Mm. Listen, dude, in football as in life, timing is everything. And we are catching the Dallas Cowboys at the exact right time because right now you got an owner in jerry jones who's too busy battling the league and getting cease and desist orders yeah. zeke elliott because he decided to battle the league and fight that suspension thank you jerry jones thank you very much now we don't have to worry about ezekiel elliott who last year when we played them down in dallas rushed for 96 yards we don't got to worry about that sean lee is out their left tackle is questionable. I don't know if he's going to play, but we're catching them at the right time. Speaking of time, we said it when we were at the Green Turtle, uh, not last week, but the week before, that this Philadelphia Eagles team is ahead of schedule. First year, you implement the system. <laughs> Second year, you perfect the system. Third year, you go on your, yeah. on your run. Boys and girls, we are so ahead of the curve right now. It is unbelievable. Timing is everything, and the Eagles are peaking at the exact right time, and Dallas is on the decline. Surprise. Working the social media today is our boy, Philly Mike. Philly, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> Skill! How about them cowboys? 
Cowboys! Uh, all right, let me sit down for a sec here. Hold on, hold on. How about them Cowboys? Freaking demolished 27-7 loss with the Falcons. Guys, we, we didn't even do a show last week. It, after the trade deadline, after Green Turtle, the next day, we got Jay Ajayi for a fourth-round pick. Mm. Mm. And then on Sunday, we put the 50-burger on the one of the top defenses in the NFL with the Denver Broncos. And now it's Dallas Hate Week. I'm juiced, man. I am juiced for a big W. Yep. Cheering myself off lately. (laughs) (laughs) A way to make it weird right away. And working the soundboard, Mr. Evan Bubblegum Ear. How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. I got to tell you, man, uh, it's the best time of year. I'm not talking about Thanksgiving. I'm not talking about Christmas. Kids are already excited about getting presents and shit. I'm talking about (laughs) it is fucking Dallas week, man. It is Dallas week. I Like you said as you started off the show, I mark this week down on my calendar, and the first game especially every year because it reminds us that fucking Dallas is our number one rival against us, and I, I, I'm sorry. I'm tripping up right now. I, ca- I just can't get over. I can't get over this week. I, I'm so excited. And I'm glad you brought it up that you know Dallas is the biggest rival because people have argued that it's the New York Giants. Yeah. Being a ch- being a child of the '80s, right? Born born in '82. All right, I was born the year after the Eagles went to the in a, Super in Bowl. A manger? In, a, in a in a <laughs> in a manger. Yeah, I I don't think my uh, my mother was the Virgin Mary there by any stretch of the oh. imagination. But being born in the and when Dick Vermeil right came to the Eagles, yeah. number one priority, the first thing he said right there in camp was. Listen, we have got to beat the Dallas Cowboys because he had Tom Landry and Roger Staubach and all them back there. And then going through the 90s, you have the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is when, like, listen, born in 82, you don't really start wrapping your head around the game of football until you're like 10 to 12 years old. You start understanding what's, what's happening right now. That was right during Dallas's peak Super Bowl run. So you remember the Buddy Ryan era. You remember, uh, you, you know, the Bounty Bowl, stuff like that. You remember Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and all those things. Sure, the, the New York Giants were the team to win the last two Super Bowls out of the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And the rivalry with the New York Giants has more to do with, I feel like, proximity than it is culture. Because when you take a look at New York Giants fans, excluding Cop Izzle, who sits there with that hillbilly accent, excluding Cop Izzle, you take a look at New York Giants fans, there's not a whole lot that separates the Giants fans from the Eagles fans. Northeast, blue-collar, hard-hat kind of guys, right? It's, it's kind of of the same ilk. You can almost put Boston fans or Baltimore fans in the same, in the same Northeast clump right there. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys and their fan base, I feel like it's more of a cultural rivalry. Because where you have the northeast city of Philadelphia, right? Kind of hard, cold, blue collar. You have the glitz and the glam, the big cowboy hats, the big cars with the horns in the front. I know I'm stereotyping shit, the shit out of them. The bitches with the big blonde hair and the big fake titties. I mean, I mean that right, that right there the Dukes. is Dallas. Fake. And it, 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 and it expels throughout their fan base. Mm-hmm. Just a fake group of fans, and I can't wait to put them in their place this week. I think it speaks to the how many fraud Cowboy fans are out there. Just the fact, 
How many Cowboy fans do you guys know in your own personal lives that are someone that have grown up in this area, possibly have never even been to Texas, yet they grew up a Cowboys fan because their daddy or their grandpappy was a Cowboys fan? And they're probably a Yankee fan or a Laker fan. Yeah, yeah. They, in the they, middle they, of nowhere. And my, my favorite one particularly is the 22-year-old uh, Cowboys fan that's bragging about rings who was in diapers right. the last time <laughs> where they won one. I mean, yeah, last, just, time, last time they won one was Zach Morris was pulling out his phone on Saved by the Bell, the big, big ass yeah, cell phone. The brick. So don't, don't tell me. <laughs> don't tell me you've seen the Super Bowl. So yeah, the Cowboys fans and Vanilla Ice are still living off of shit they did in the nineties, mm-hmm. dude. That was like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they got rings. Here, here, here's the hot take. Here, here's the here's the hot take that I'm going to give you. When the Cowboys fans spit in front of you, how many Super Bowls you won, right? How many rings y'all got? They're right. They're right. Super Bowl rings. And until we win that Super Bowl ring, until we get that Lombardi trophy, until we have our parade going down Broad Street, they will continue to be right. But the way this season is going, and Gail, I'm glad you hit on it in the intro, I think it's, I think it's about time we stop ignoring the SB word, because it's legit. 100%. Like, 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 are you win against the Dallas Cowboys this week, the D word is already a lock. Because the Eagles are 8-1, right? Mm-hmm. Cowboys are 5-4? Yep, correct. Okay, so let's say we win on Sunday night. That'll make us 9-1. That'll make them 5-5. Five five. They would have to win out the rest of their games without Zeke, without Sean Lee, without any of that. To go eleven and five, correct? Correct. I mean, the Eagles could lose or win no more than one game, one two games. I'm sorry, two games to go eleven and five. That's assuming they split. That's a tie record. Assuming they split, you win against Dallas on Sunday night. The D word division, it's a lock. We're no longer playing for the division. We're in the playoffs. We are now playing for that coveted first round bye. Which, by the way. Two games later, lands you in the SB. I'm sorry if you guys are scared to talk about it. <laughs> you got to say who you chest. It's what it is, now. what it is. It's there. Not a mercy. <laughs> Anyone who plays football, you, it, the, the, your number one goal at the start of the season is to win a championship. In the NFL, it's win a Super Bowl. So these players believe this from day one. If you didn't believe it, you, I mean, you end up like the the Giants, mm-hmm. uh, who lost their locker room, their coach, their 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 whole goal system is off right now. Mm-hmm. This team has been focused, laser focused. It, this start this started back in North Dakota when the receivers were getting to know Carson and Alshon was getting to know the group. This this thing started a long time ago in OTAs, and, and the, the the players that like Jason Peters. The Darren Sproles, who laid the foundation for the players that are coming in, the Malcolm Jenkins, uh, who are laying the foundation of what an Eagle player is looking like. These these guys are buying in. Look at Ronald Darby. You know, he he put out a, a message on social media saying how much he believes in these guys and what he's learned so much just being in this locker room. So obviously, mm-hmm. they're just they're just firing it all in the same cylinders, and that's what you got to love. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, timing is everything. Mm -hmm. And while you're watching the dumpster fire that is the New York Giants that just lost against a winless San Francisco 49ers (laughs) team. Didn't Kyle Pizzle say that uh, they were going to go on that run? 
Yeah, yeah, they're gonna win the next streak. Five, yeah, 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 that that yeah. that didn't last very Still long. Waiting on that. And while you're watching the Washington Redskins, who are enjoying their last moments with Kirk Cousins, and who are gonna have to start over from scratch next year, name me the leader on the, name me the leader on the New York Giants team. I'll wait. Name me the leadership on the Washington Redskins. I'll wait. More specifically and importantly coming up this week, after watching the Atlanta Falcons pretty much dismantle the Dallas Cowboys, Mm -hmm. name me the leader on the Dallas Cowboys right now. got to say Dak. I was going to say, if anybody, it's going to be Dak. Dak on his ass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how the Cowboys fans are now making the same excuses for Dak Prescott that we were trying to explain to them last season. Last season. Cart- they just <laughs> want to talk about numbers. Dak's better, Dak's better than Wentz. Dak's better than Wentz. Dak's better than Wentz. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. And we would try to explain to them, like intelligent fans who actually watch the game of football, hey, listen, he's got no offensive line. That's just an excuse. Dude, they can't run the ball. That's just an excuse. Carson doesn't have enough time to, to throw to his receiver. That's just an excuse. Uh, the Eagles, the defensive sec. That's just an excuse. Well, come to find out this year, as the tight as the SS freaking Jerry Jones is sinking, that they're coming up with the same exact excuse. He wasn't ready. No, they were not ready. And this isn't last year's Philadelphia Eagles team. You go back and you take a look at that game in Dallas. Last year, not talking about the one in Philadelphia because that was at the end of the year. It was Sproles, Matthews, Ryan Matthews, and Barner rushed for 105 yards. Barner's the only one that's left, and he's an afterthought right now. Carson Wentz went 32 of 43. 32 of 40. He threw 43 passes in that game. That's not this year's Eagles. J-Matt and DGB. Went for not a, even on the team. Not even on the team. Went for a buck twenty and a touchdown. That, that's last year's Eagles. That isn't this year's Eagles. Eagles had two sacks: Connor Barwin and Marcus Smith. Not even on the team. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles ran the ball twenty-four times and passed forty-seven times. This is not last year's Eagles. This is this year's Eagles. Mm-hmm. And shit has. Change and Dallas fans are having trouble kind of force feeding themselves that notion. You gotta say that. I mean, if, like Gail was saying before, I think what's been happening, especially in the offseason, Doug Roy looked at himself in the mirror and said, Yo, I need to change this up big time. Especially after, um, what was it, the second game of the year or the third game of the year that um, they rushed a, a ton more times? Oh, the Kansas City game. Yeah, the Kansas City game. Yep. They've been balanced since, right. r- passing and running. It's just you gotta give credit to Doug. I mean, credit is what Doug is what's making this happen. If I mean, without the running game, Carson wouldn't be able to like have the. Mu- I wouldn't even say this, but his receivers wouldn't be as open as what they were right now. We'll be pretty predictable doing passing plays all game, like we were last year. And look, and look what us this year. Man. I think the biggest difference from last year and this year. Defenses now have to defend the whole field. Last year, defenses were like, hey, I'm not. Check down. Who, who's going to burn this deep? Mm-hmm. No one really. DGB can't even, doesn't really know the route tree. It's like 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 an Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz now has the open field to run. You, you guys got got guys stretching the field. Now now we have Jay motherfucking Ajayi. Mm-hmm. 
Timing is everything. It is, man. And Legere Blount <laughs> and a, you know, Corey Clement, a guy who's been playing lights out. Underrated, Scoring man. three touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who has fight. I mean, and we have three capable backs and uh offensive line that's believing in the run, run game and themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Timing is everything. Mm. And while the Dallas Cowboys continue to get worse by the meddling of their own owner and injuries, the Eagles are getting somehow better. I mean, I mean, think about this. The bye week, and they're getting better. Mm-hmm. They're getting better. Mm-hmm. They traded a fourth-round pick for Jay. Mm-hmm. They just signed Will, be, uh, Will Beatty. Will yep, Beatty. and LRB. All right, these are two guys, you know, veterans. They're not going to start. They're not. You don't pick up guys off the street. But you see these types of moves from guy from teams that are getting ready to do what? Make a Super Bowl. Run. Make a they Super Bowl run. Up, man. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Darby's coming back, <laughs> and who even knows? Who knows, Mister Sidney Jones? If we'll see him, somehow the Eagles are getting better. Better. It is unbelievable. We want to hear from you on the phone lines uh, for this Dallas week. Call in 215-515-2924. We want to hear from you, especially. Because we know this fan base gets revved up. They get rabid when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. It's not just the Eagles getting better this year either. It's also, with the timing of everything, other teams are dropping like flies out of nowhere. You got Aaron Rodgers, and then uh, since our last show, we've had Richard Sherman go down. We were, we were worried about Seattle as one of those teams that we were like, oh, well, we better get home field advantage in the playoffs because we don't want to go through Seattle. Well, now Seattle's going to have a real hard pro- real hard time getting any sort of position like that. Yeah, I talked about uh, in the NFL, you're only as good as your depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you start losing games uh, and you're dropping players and you're, you're complaining about, uh, you know, we don't have this person. Obviously, you don't have a good fucking football team. Mm-hmm. You might have a decent football team, but if you don't have a guy who can come in and give you some serviceable play, that's 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 your GM's fault. Mm-hmm. That's it, it, player development. I mean, the, the thing about Douglas, he's bringing players that he has, you know, backgrounds with. Like mm-hmm. LRB played with the Ravens. Uh, you know, a guy like uh, Jernigan. He's bringing. Elements that he knows that these players are going to step up and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Schwartz brought some guys that he's comfortable Nigel with. Nigel Bradham. Uh, Bradham, Darby. Mm-hmm. So you have this big, big damn uh, smorgasbord of, uh, you know, players that have. Uh, Familiarity. Right. And it's it's working. That's the beautiful thing. Though. Yeah. How about them extending Jernigan, though? I was happy oh, as hell. Great oh, deal, man. too, man. I was happy as hell, man. That deal, How too. How happy were you guys? Enough to get grills? Share myself off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if, if you didn't see the picture on Twitter, um, me and uh, Evan, our grills did not come in on time from nah. Amazon, unfortunately. They don't have Amazon Prime. Maybe we, we should yeah, get sponsored we, Yeah, we screwed that one up. But uh, we all bought gold grills for Timmy Jernigan Appreciation <laughs> Night. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's rare. It's yeah. rare to see that from the Eagles front office to extend the player, let alone a player that you just brought in this year during the season. That mm-hmm. never happens. The front office has always been, especially with Howie Roseman, a will address it at, in the offseason type of evaluation there. I mean, that, that, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you got 
Timmy Jernigan, I mean, they must have seen enough in him, obviously, God, damn, to be like, not only are we going to do that, but we're going to do this right the fuck now. We're yeah. just going to get it over with. I mean, why, why get into a bidding war with another team when you have him in-house right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he was in a two-gapping system with the Ravens. Now he's one-gapping. That means he could – he, he's seek and destroy. That's all he's doing now. And now he has Fletcher Cox that he can play off of. And that's amazing when you – you're leaving Fletcher Cox one on one sometimes with guards, with and the he's same blowing them the fuck up. I mean, if the Cowboys want to move Zach Martin out to left tackle, you know, you know, because they're in trouble. They're, Fletcher Cox is in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh god, I mean the uh, the pressure on the edge and the interior pressure up the middle All we need is, is insane, and that's why I feel like we have a shot at every single week with that kind of. Pr- no one, no one brings that kind of pressure. In the NFL right no, now. No. You could say off the edge. You could say Aaron Donald up the middle, but all, all the way across. And then we'll go fucking too deep mm-hmm. when Chris Long comes in and Derek Barnett bends off the motherfucking edge. And you can't block him either because your fucking tackles are tired. Look at, look at Gail. Go. I'm fucking Dude, he's he's a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Gail. Gail, I see Gail. something special. How, how many, the, the, how many the, brother, the brother in Gail is coming out right now. You, you, you can't, you can't really see it in, uh, you know, behind the audio. But Man. holy shit, Gail's get. Oh my Man. god! How, how many sacks you feeling uh, from the Eagles this week with uh, with Claiborne getting six against? Death? I like to see that they're probably going to max protect. So I think we'll, we'll get at least four. Yeah, I was going to say six, six sacks. Six. Yeah. I, you I see think... Dak's face. Yeah. <laughs> no man, he was he was out of gas. He was yeah. out of gas There's by the end of the game. There's a deer in headlights, guys. Here's oh, a deer skip! In oh, skip! Who looks like a deer in headlights now? <laughs> and it really is pick your poison with this defense. Oh man, because the front four is going to get after you regardless, and they're bringing in fresh legs, as you just said, Gail. But for, don't forget, like earlier in the season, especially preseason, you talk about Max protect. Okay, all right. Well. Remember Malcolm Jenkins sneaking down? Yeah. Remember that? Blitzing? I wouldn't be surprised if this is Jim Schwartz's blitz game. Would they just... Listen, you go out, you bite the head off of the snake, that's it. Des Bryant, fuck that guy. If, Finish him! Yeah, if, 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 the, if he can't get him the ball, it's over, Johnny. Yeah. They can't run the ball worth a goddamn. And if you can't get it to your outside weapons... You can tell Cole Beasley and his little blonde hair to go shove it up his ass. He's not going to be able to get it. He's not going to be able to get it. This is going to and what and, and if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, what I'm doing if I'm if I'm their offensive coordinator, right? Here's what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of max protect and I'm trying to get the ball out of uh, Dak's hands as quickly as humanly possible. All right, you know, quick two step drop out, two step drop out, boom. Try to protect your quarterback. That's why I really think this is going to be Jim Schwartz's, like, blitz. This is going to be their blitzing game. Because they're going to try to bring it off the edge. They're going to try those stunts, and they're going to try to bring it off the edge to disrupt disrupt the timing. Because if you're the Dallas Cowboys, like, how do you attack this defense? Mm-hmm. Think about it. You max protect, you get the ball out quickly. Blitz. Yeah. Blitz. I mean, this team, Dallas team is accustomed to running. They're the second <laughs> uh, leading rushing team with 143 yards. Uh, a game that's with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Last week, the leading rusher for the Cowboys was who? Dak Prescott. Uh, so I mean, they're the twentieth ranked passing team right now. And what are we doing as the Eagles' defense? We are making teams one-dimensional. Who is the number one run defense in the league? 
Eagles. Eagles. Uh, so obviously we got to put Dak's Dak Dak Prescott in situations where he's uncomfortable the most, and that's when we're going to be firing off the edge, and it's going to be it's going to be lovely. I'm not sure you guys heard Jim Schwartz's press uh, press conference today. He said that he hasn't seen a quarterback that could throw while he's running off the ball compared to Dak Prescott. I mean, from him coming from Schwartz, it gets me a little worried. But I think he's going to come up with a they're going to contain him. Yeah, I don't see how they're going to contain him. A good game at all. I guarantee you those. And if Tyron Smith is out, I I feel like Tyron Smith is going to give it a go because this is their game. He has to. This is the division right here. Yeah. You know, if if they if they lose this game, you have to. They're a wild card team. They're 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 fighting for a wild card spot. And they're they're out of it's out of their control. I saw I saw that uh, yesterday. Uh, I, I didn't check today, but I know Tyron Smith. He didn't even do drills or anything. He just ran around the field, and that was it yesterday. So I'm not sure if he's even gonna be a go man. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, even if he does give it a go, there's no doubt in my mind that Jim, Jim Schwartz is gonna create those wrinkles to get the job done. And then, you know, that's the way you win these games. That's the difference between this year's Philadelphia Eagles and last year's. If I was to pinpoint it down to two things, it's the quarterback and the ability to get after the quarterback. That, that's all it comes down to. The, the, this game, although there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of players on the field, and it's, it's really a simple game if you think about it. Mm-hmm. If you got the quarterback, you got a chance. If you can get after the quarterback, you got a chance. Plain and simple. We're going to go to the phones right now. Let's go to Mike from Hazleton. Mike, you're on with Fourth and John. It is Dallas week, baby. How you feeling? Well, I'm confident. Let's play Say it with your chest. The Eagles didn't play this week, and yet we can consider this a win considering the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Redskins all failed at the basic task yeah. of winning. Yeah. So, so, so basically, while, I mean, like, sit, while sitting on their asses, the Eagles went another game up in the NFC East because everybody else lost. You beat, you beat the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. You are now four games up in your division. The D word is done, my friend. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. Actually, <coughs> I was talking to a Cowboys fan today, and I'm like, okay, what do you think your chances are? And they're like, yeah, like maybe 0.5%. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. You know? Yeah. Now, I do want to point something out this week, though. First of all, I should have mentioned Corey Clement in my um, underrated players giving it their all this year because look at this guy. Holy crap. Like, I mean. And we're not just talking. And we're not just talking. We're not just talking about one running back here. You know, we're talking about a bevy, a stable of them now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, really, pick your point. It. it, it this Eagles team runs so deep. Sometimes Aye. it just makes my head spin because you start talking about, yeah, isolate that. Can you isolate that, please? All right. So we were just talking about the defensive line and how deep they are. Now you take a look at the running back. We haven't even seen the best of Jay yet because he came in, what, three days before the game against the Denver Broncos. Doesn't even know the offense yet. And what's he do? He does a 46-yard bomb. Yeah. Do like five plays. Oh, but the, I think that they said that they, they loved how smart and intelligent he was yeah. pick, picking up the plays. So two weeks in the playbook, God. And now you got a bye week to prepare. I swear to God. you got LeGarrette Blunt coming at you. 
Mm-hmm. You, got, you got Corey Clement coming at you. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about Corey Clement scores three touchdowns, then they turn around and sign Ajayi. It just keeps getting better. Yeah. just keeps getting better. For a fourth-round pick, when you take a look at the wizardry that is Howie Roseman during this year, mm-hmm. you know, let's start at, the, at, at, at Carson Wentz, but sp- specifically... Let's look at this year. Getting a guy like LeGarrette Blunt on a cheap one-year deal. Getting a guy like Cody Parkey. Trading for the, you know, swapping. It didn't even cost you anything. You moved, what, 18 spots? You swapped picks in the third round to go get Jernigan? Are you fucking kidding me? Then you go get Jay... Ajayi? I, I still have trouble pronouncing that fucking name. You, you go get J-Train! You go get J-Train for, for a years. fourth! For a fourth! Two years left on his rookie deal. It's costing you nothing. Okay. It's costing you nothing. And then you have the ability to... If it doesn't work out, fuck it. It was just a fourth-round pick. You got a fourth-round pick and Pumphrey just sitting there on his ass on injured reserve with some phony-ass injury. You just got a a running back who was, what, fourth in in rushing yards last year? A pro bowler? For a fourth-round pick? And I know this is old news, but this is the first time we've been in studio in a couple weeks. We're still we're still riding oh, high on this thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about him, there was the uh, the pre-existing knee condition. They thought his knee was wasn't going to hold up. That's why he slipped. He was like a he was top of the second round uh, prospect um, coming out of Boise State. But you know he's 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 held it down. Um, but th- like you talked about the wizardry of um, Howard Roseman. You, you talk about. The kind of play that we're getting at the cornerback position, we're talking money-wise right now, $5.2 million the Eagles are spending on our quarterbacks. Cornerbacks. Cornerbacks. Wow. Now, how much is the Giants p- plan paying their cornerbacks this season? $27 million, Jesus the most in the trash. NFL. Uh, and if you look at the positional spending where the Eagles are spending their money, the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. And, and what, 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 what can you get with that type of money on the defensive line? What have we seen? It's crazy. So, I mean, you, you can... Buy another one, you rich motherfucker! <laughs> and, then, and then we got Sidney Jones just sitting in the wings. We could just Han Solo that motherfucker, put him on ice, and uh, wait till next season if you have to. I mean, if Darby comes up and plays well right now, I mean, you got a great rotation of uh, cornerbacks. You got your star quarter, cor- quarterback... Mm-hmm. On his second year rookie yes. deal, costing yes. you nothing. You've got your soon-to-be star running back, costing you nothing on a rookie deal. Nelson Aguilar is still on his rookie deal. Corey Clement is costing you pennies on the fucking dollar. All these people you've mentioned so far, let's mention their age, too, on top of all Young. That. Young. You don't want to know how much we're paying fresh. at quarterback? Like, I like my women, young and cheap, baby. <laughs> Eagles are paying $7.9 million at the quarterback spot right now versus a, a Dolphins who are paying $33 million. Jesus. Holy uh, So, I mean, when you have these opportunities, we have this window, and right now you can spend for guys like Jernigan. You can spend for other positions. You can spend for a guy like Alshon because you got, you, got, you, got, you got Carson for cheap. Yeah. Love it. Let's go back to the phones. We are going to go to Joe from Nazareth. Joe, you're on with 4th and John. It is Dallas week. Give me that heat, my friend. Give it to me. How about them Cowboys listening to those Falcons? Oh, it was a, it was a thing it, of beauty. You saw that Dallas Cowboys team 
rush with their running backs for 65 yards against the 20th ranked at the time rushing defense. We have the first. What do you think is going to happen in that game? Uh, I think that D-line is licking their chomp right about now. Oh, They're abso- just licking their chomp. Absolutely. Looking at the way Dak Prescott played and got frustrated. Like, listen, he, he's going he's gonna to complete oh, some passes. Yeah. He's going to complete some passes. He's going to get his chunks of yards in right. the run game. But if you can contain that, you can right. feel like they're moving the ball. But at the end of the day, you look mm-hmm. up at the scoreboard, and what is it? Seven points. That's it. Seven. Right. And they don't yes. the field goal. That's it. Right. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> give me, give me a prediction. Give me a prediction on the. Give me a prediction on the game, buddy. A prediction. A prediction. Oh come on. What? Let's do. Let's do forty-four to six. Oh, 44 to 6. Right. Joe really? saying it with his chest. Joe saying it with his chest. I love it. We're going to keep the phone calls rolling. We're going to go to Trevor from Columbus. Trevor, you are on with 4th and John. Dallas, I need, that, I need that energy, man. I need that fucking heat. I need that heat. It's a little cold outside, so I need that energy. Damn, Nick Wright, how about them Eagles and get in the fucking bathroom? Uh, <laughs> Put them in the bathroom. I mean, the Eagles are coming off the bye. They're coming. Off, they're coming off the bye. A better team than they were than when they left it. The Dallas Cowboys are clearly a worse team than they were last week. This Dallas guy- lost. Giants lost. The Skins lost. It's a great day. Cowboys fans are out here in Columbus hiding. Don't know what to say. Starting to chirp. So I'm going to say that. Oh, you, um, what, you, you, got the, you got those cockroaches out there as well? There, there, there's a lot of cockroaches, especially those ones who don't like the NFL. They, they became um, cowboy fans all because of Zeke. That Ohio State bullshit, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So so what do you think is going to happen in this game? I'm thinking we're going to get a win, but it's going to be – I'm feeling a pick six to, to steal the W. It's going to be a close game. Ooh. You know, Eagles-Cowboys games, they, they're funky. You know, anything could happen. So, I'm feeling a pick six by either Jalen Mills or Ronald fucking Darby. And also one more other thing. You guys think that Rams-Eagles game is going to get flexed to Sunday night football? I know you, you're DJing it. What do you think about that? Uh, I hope not. I have a tattoo it appointment. It is? I believe it's flexed. Yep. Uh, a f- they're yeah. thinking about it. I got a tattoo appointment so, the next day, man. You got a no, no lower back tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, look, that's going to be a, so. a long-ass day. Dude, fucking night games. Listen, you got to know how the Green Legion rolls. Um, they get drunk. They get real drunk. They get like Trox drunk. They drink. <laughs> oh, speaking oh. of oh. Birdman and Puga, I'm going to need you to hold for a second because that little sound bite right there reminds me of a little uh, a little something we got going on. The gang solves the, uh, the the mystery puker. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> By now, during this season, you know that we have a very strict three strike and you're out situation at the Fourth and John tailgate. People have yacked. And we've, (laughs) people have yacked and we have lost our tailgate trailer privileges because of said yacking. 
my mother flipped the fuck out. <laughs> and we were on ta- we were on trailer probation. So the tailgate was between <laughs> oh, Gail and I's car. Now, last tailgate against the Denver Broncos. We were partying up. We were having a good time doing beer bong baptisms. And somebody went a couple cars down and yacked. So we today need to find out the mystery chunker. I am the law! Because we did accuse somebody who we fondly refer to as Pukey here on the show, as yakking once again. (laughs) Now, let me roll down the timeline of events. (laughs) We're at the tailgate. (laughs) Jeff brings fried chicken to the tailgate. Somebody notices a couple cars down that there is a pile of puke and a piece of uneaten chicken next to Jeff's uneaten chicken next to the puke. Now, this puke was discovered by one Mr. Pukey himself, which was in the process of doing his own tailgate violation, which was pissing between cars. Motherfucking R. Kelly over here. Yes. (laughs) Now, according to Pukey, it was not him. He only noticed the puke a couple cars down because he went there to urinate, which, by the way, is a violation in and of itself. So he is on his third strike. You puke twice and you piss once at the tailgate. Stand in line at the port john like a normal human being, like a grown-up. Don't pee between cars. Because I don't know if you know how paving goes, but all parking lots are paved on a grade. Grade meaning they're sloped towards the drainage. So you piss between cars, and all of a sudden, that starts rolling down to other tailgates. Now they pick out one kid and they say that kid is the pisser and he's with those guys, those guys being my crew. That's a violation. Mike, I want you to put up a Twitter poll because Pukey is on his third strike. Finish him. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen, I'll be the judge. What we're trying to do is find the mystery chunker, but the side panel, the sidebar is what are we going to do with Pukey now? Because we got to decide his fate. Third strike. Hey, also, also. Really? Okay. I stepped in throw up with my Jordans. Oh. Yes. And rumor has it that the the said car that was urinated upon was one DC (laughs) Daryl. Another one, you rich motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So, Twitter poll has to go up. What are we doing with Pukey? Nothing, tailgate probation, which means he's done for the rest of the year, or or the permanent banishment. In the meantime, we would like to go to D.C. Daryl right now to get his take (laughs) on who was the mystery puker, as well as the Dallas Cowboys. uh, Daryl, you're on with Fourth and John. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I, I don't even know the kid's name, but all of a sudden, my windows attended so dark, and Shay was in the car with me, and next thing you know, we're sitting in the car, and she sees him squat down and take a piss, like, right next to my car. Like, I pay a lot of money for that damn shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. See, like, you can go to the porch. I know you can't hold it, but, I mean... Get the fuck out of here. He can go. He can go for all I can. You pissed next to my damn car. That shit ain't even paid off yet. <laughs> so you were you were witness to the urination. You were not witness to the actual vomiting itself. 
No, I wasn't a witness to the vomiting. Now, the first time he did it at the Giants game, I was a witness to that shit because I mercy. actually stepped in it with my Air Force Ones. Whoa. Oh, man. Whoa. Sneaker violations out the mug. And shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is getting, this is getting a little dicey as it goes. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to continue on the, the puke investigation, but what do you think about – yeah, what's up? Do we go banishment or do we go reimbursement for all the things that have been puked on? No, I don't know. I, li- listen, no. man, Jordan's in it. Like, they're, they're, I, I, listen, I'm wearing sketches right now, so I, I can't even talk. They're, they're expensive, yes? Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I honestly need that game to be over by halftime because I have to be up at 4.30, which I think it will be. Well, we're going to beat the dog shit out of them. No Sean Lee. Skandrick is trash. I hope Teron Smith barely makes it through the game. No Z. I, I can almost damn but guarantee a damn win. And, 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 and the, the, honestly, I just think that the, the one player who's going to have a hell of a game is going to be Zach Ertz. Yeah, yeah. You you saw how the Atlanta Falcons, when, when, when Sean Lee wasn't in the game, how they ran the ball right to where he was supposed to be, how they were throwing the ball to that rookie tight end and stuff like that. I mean, absolutely. they're, they're going to absolutely, absolutely take advantage of it. Now, do you think like, that – Hell is Austin Hooper before Sunday. Yeah, if you ask if you ask classic Jeff, he was the guy he drafted in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do, <laughs> do, do you think that all of these um, distractions, let's let's call them the Ezekiel Elliott looming suspension, which is now enforced, the Jerry Jones now getting a cease and desist from the six owners They're in the uh, in the committee, do you think that this is is playing into what the what the Cowboys are going through? Uh, very much, very much so. When you have an organization who's, with the leadership is fucked up in the, from the beginning, it's just going to do nothing but trickle down. Look at us. Look at Howie. Look at Doug. Look at all our players are coming together, and we're just playing. We're just buying. Everybody's buying in. That shit fest over there is just it's, it's going to kaboom within itself. That's just what it starts at the top. And you see what our guys are doing every day. I love it. I think with the anthem, anthem stuff they had earlier with Jerry Jones and you know forcing that upon the players to make the, that kind of decision, putting them on blast basically with their their fan bases and the family and what you know, like I think that that tainted the locker room too. So no, absolutely, and it's it's so, it was so fu- everything about that organization is so incredibly fucking phony. Whether it be Jerry Jones, I'm going to lock arms and I'm going to take a knee before the anthem. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, like what, no matter your stance on the anthem, that's a hot button topic, right? And it's affecting the dollars and cents of the NFL, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. All right? So let's, uh, let's try to play both sides of the fence. Let's lock arms in a show of unity and take a knee. By the way, while I'm Whack. doing it, make sure that fucking camera is sitting right down. Because I'm going to stare right into it in the most phony pose ever. And then when the anthem starts, stand up. I mean, it was just so phony. I mean, whether you, whether you agree with the protests or not, if you don't agree with the protests, you got to look at that and be like, oh, that was phony. If you agree with the protests, you got to look at that and say that was phony. You know, whether it's whether it's the Zeke Elliott suspension. And now all of a sudden, hey, listen, Jerry, J- Big Jerry didn't have anything to fucking say when when it was Tom Brady and the Flategate and no evidence for that. He didn't have fucking anything to say about that. In fact, he 
didn't he come out with a statement against domestic abuse when it was Josh Brown, when it was Ray Rice and stuff like that? Now, whether the witness was credible or not, whether she was trying to money grab or not, he spent time with that woman. She came away with bruises. Neither one of the witnesses are credible. You voted to have Roger Goodell in power. This is what you fucking wanted. And you voted to make him judge, jury, and executioner. This is the same man who fought for teams in L.A. This is the same man that fought for a team in Vegas. This is the same man that when he speaks, the other owners listen. This is what you fucking wanted, Jerry. Don't try to take your ball and go home because it's your guy now. It's fucking phony. This whole fucking franchise, top to bottom, whether it's the ownership, the coaches, the players, or the fucking fans, I'm getting heated. Is, is, and is you a, can tell them to go, to go fuck themselves. themselves. All right, we're going to keep the phone calls rolling. Birdman has been waiting. Oh, he rocks, I fucks with you. You keep it real on Twitter. <laughs> All right, Birdman. Yo, yo, up. yo, yo, what's up? Bringing the heat what's from up, the what's west side. <laughs> what's up, guys? What's happening, buddy? How you doing out there in L.A.? Hey. Um, I'm trying to stop cockroaches because now they want us to have a pity party over here. But, you know, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going for that stuff. I'm gonna, I want to put them out of the misery. I don't want to hear about them. They keep crying about, oh, Wins is lucky, this, and blah, blah, blah. You know what? I don't need nobody to tell us how good our team is. You guys stay in your closet. Don't come out. You stay in there. You stay put like a good kid, and you let the Eagles handle their damn business, which is what they've been doing day in and day out. I fucking love this guy. I fucking love this guy. Bring in the heat. Absolutely. Give me a prediction on the game, my friend. Um, I'm predicting some threes, so I got a 33-13. Freddy Krueger stuff? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Jason, Friday the 13th, you know. Um, I, I, I just want everybody to be poised. The biggest worry everybody has is sluggish. I'm hearing, oh, we're going to be sluggish, sluggish, sluggish. So we could be sluggish for a quarter and then turn up the heat and let's, let's play some football. I don't want to hear about next week. Let's, let's handle what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this damn game. Let's handle our business like we've been doing. Absolutely. And and, and listen, Doug Peterson is a Andy Reid disciple. And we had a long 14-year track record of Andy Reid coming off of a bye and winning. Mm -hmm. Except for, you know, the the end of his tenure here in Philadelphia. If Andy Reid was coming off the bye, it was an automatic W. Now, we don't have that kind of track record with Doug Peterson right now. We just, we, we just don't. We don't know how this team is going to respond. But everything that this team has done this year would spell out not only the fact will they be prepared, but they'll be ready to execute this team, and, and they will be dead on arrival. Because you see how Doug Peterson and that entire coaching staff can game plan for a damn good team in the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. on a short, short week. week. You can see how they can adjust at halftime to different things that are going on throughout the season. Pick a game. It doesn't matter. They make the halftime adjustments. I, I can understand the concern about being a little sluggish coming off the bye, but nothing about this team spells out that they're not going to come out, be prepared, and be ready to dominate when that bell rings. The thing I like is we we are opposing our will on teams. We are not dictating uh, 
they're not dictating what we're doing. We're dictating to other teams what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're gonna pass the ball the whole game because you're not going to be able to run on us. So I feel confident. I, I mean, I've been saying it all, all season long. I, I just – this front seven just does so many amazing things that they 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 dictate – they oppose the will. Mm-hmm. They make them one-dimensional. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually simple. You know, it's simple at the end of the day. It's like they're going to make you one-dimensional – now beat us with Dak Prescott. I oh mean, look! Look who's on the phone line. Oh, you bet you, you better get you better get that view. Oh, here we go. Uh, All right, here we go. On the phone line right now <laughs> is the accused, Mister Pukey. You are on with Fourth and John. Please state your case. <laughs> Rob. Rob. Yo. Yo. All right, e, um, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you thought I did anything that I shouldn't have been doing at your tailgate, you, you bring all kinds of food, liquor, come from, you come from far. I mean, if you don't on this huge party, it's your party. If you thought the I was doing drunk, anything that I shouldn't have been doing at the tailgate, I sincerely apologize for that, number one. Okay. But number two... Um, Next time, because this is becoming a problem, even not when I'm not with you guys, the excessive drinking and all this bullshit and the throwing up, this is becoming a problem even when I'm not with you guys. So next time I go to a game, I don't know when. Um, it's not going to be the next one. I'm not going to drink, period. I'm, I'm done. I'm giving it up because this is becoming an issue, not even just with you guys. But okay. um, what happened was I had to take a piss, and I was just explaining it to Dustin as I was um, – Right before I got put on the air here with you guys, um, I didn't throw up. Um, Dustin said that uh, somebody hurled se- several cars down. And I went to look at it because I was talking to him. I was like, yo, I got a piss. I can't hold it. And I'm not waiting in line for the porta potty for 10 minutes. And I, I just I, I just um, pissed right there. And then Classic Jeff comes over uh-huh. and um, tries to accuse me of throwing my guts up when I, I, I didn't. So... Just, just so I got this straight, you were hanging out with Classic Jeff, correct? No, no, I was with Dustin. You were with, you were with Dustin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, might have tra- been tra- Trox is in the uh, Trox is behind the glass, like he saying he wasn't, he was, you weren't with him. No, no. Right before I went over there and pissed several cars over, I was with him. Okay. All right. So okay. So you were you were with Classic Jeff because that's the story that I got. You 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 were hanging out with Classic Jeff, correct? I was not with class. I was not with Classic Jeff. He came over. Did you did did you have any of the fried chicken? Thought I was throwing up. Did you have any of the fried chicken, sir? Have any of the fried chicken? Bro, bro. I didn't even know there was fried. chicken. That was some good fried chicken. All I saw there was cake. I brought donuts because I'm not just going to show up empty-handed. I brought liquor too. I didn't even know there was fried chicken even there. So, so you pop behind the car to urinate. You, ju- you just happen to see, you just happen to pop between cars where the puke was, correct? What's up again? I didn't hear that. Well, for, for, first of all, you understand that pissing in the parking lot's a violation, correct? Yes, and I, like I said, I'm, I apologize for that. You understand that this is your third tailgate violation, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm not I'm not here I'm not here to I'm not I might be judge, 
I might be jury. I'm not executioner here. Is that Twitter poll up? It's up. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to let the people decide your fate because that's three violations. In the meantime, do you know who the mystery choker right. was? I think it might have been somebody from some other tailgate. I don't know. I have no idea who threw up. Yes, you did. Uh, uh, okay, so you have no idea. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, no, Rob. I don't know. Okay. All right, Rob. We're gonna we're gonna let you go, but just know that is now in the hands of the people to decide your fate at the fourth. Well, enjoyment. I'm not coming to another one this year anyway. So whatever it is, it, it is. Okay. And even if they make the playoffs, but they would have to clinch the playoff spot for me to actually start to think about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pukey, you have yourself a good day. I like where his head is at. Yeah, bombs. Thinking, thinking playoffs. All right. Well, you know what? At least he apologized. He did. But it's, a, but it's a lot of apologies. It's a lot of apologies for three different things. The fourth and John tailgate is not the babysitter's club. Jersey John. <laughs> oh my god. Gail Gail just shot daggers. Let's put Puga. Let's put Puga on the line. Puga, how you doing, buddy? Yo, isn't it isn't it just a beautiful week? And I find the hatred so beautiful for Dallas Week. You guys are just spitting the truth. And everything that you're saying, they're saying down here, oh, Dak doesn't have the offensive line help. He doesn't have a running game. And I'm like, oh, really? I, I mean, I know everything about that. We tried to explain to you last year, but you guys didn't want to hear it because, you know, you guys are caught up in your own little world. And before you knew it, you guys didn't even win a playoff game after all that. But I'm excited, guys. I mean, Puga, how was your bye week? I mean, Puga, how do you deal with, like, you, you got to go to work with, like, multiple Cowboys. Like, you're swarmed. Behind surrounded. enemy lines. Like, I, how does... Like I mean, uh, big props to you for being a, a diehard Eagle fan over uh, where you're at. I mean, I mean, big props to you, my brother. Is anyone feeling nervous about the game? Oh, uh, you know, you know what? It, to be honest, they're still talking a lot of shit. Like, Unbelievable. I, I, it's like it's like the Falcons game didn't happen. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. I I I, I can't explain it. I. You know, I, I see these guys every day, and you know what? I'm just an eagle, and when the crows just keep peckering me in the sky, I just fly a little higher and a little higher and just ignore them and just go my own way and let the eagles do the, do the talking on the field. So it's been pretty quiet for me so far, but this week, that's like the Falcons game didn't exist, guys. They're still talking a lot of shit mm-hmm. in person, online, and on Twitter. I, I mean, it, it's just crazy. I can't explain that. Never seen that before. Now, when you're walking in the street, because when, I, when I'm walk, walking in the middle of Times Square, I get this. I get. I, I see cowboy fans. I see Giants fans. But when I look at them, they look away. Do do you, when you're rocking your Eagles green, now, are people starting to look away from you? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's been it's been kind of before this week. You know, this week was kind of weird. But leading up to this game. It, they've been non-existent like there's some you know and i'm not gonna lie you have your loyalists out here like you have people who just love the cowboys down here no matter what but they, it's just been real quiet it's been really really quiet and i you know what the quieter the better for me you know it's it's awesome well, i, I mean, love it i think it's put oh up. and by the way i'm uh, and by the way i will be at at&t stadium come sunday Whoa. night i will be there yes Gotta represent. Rep us proud, buddy. I'm sure the rest of Eagles Nation will be a lot out there like we've been taking over the rest of the stadiums in the uh, so far. 
Oh, no, let me tell you, there's, I, I mean, I go to this game every year and for, I see more and more Eagles fans just invade AT&T Stadium. We, other than last year, the previous years, like Thanksgiving and the overtime game a couple of years ago, and even the, the game where Brandon Boykin intercepted that, that, that last-minute pass, mm-hmm. uh, we've been running them out of the stadium. They're the first ones to get up and go. Yep. Uh, and Eagles fans are just taunting and just talking a bunch of shit. It's so awesome. And I really, really would give anything for you guys to come down with me. We'll but awesome. I know I'm not going to be alone because there's going to be tons of us down there. We were talking about this a lot that we need to do in a way Fourth of July. We got to do like a road trip. We do like a three day road trip down there. That would be dope. It would. All right, well, Puga, thanks a lot for calling, my brother. Uh, Make sure you call in next week for uh, how it was at AT and T. All right, brother. Victory Tuesday. Who's Uh, oh no doubt, no doubt. I'll be I'll be posting videos and pictures, so be on the lookout, fellas. Wow, I mean, we 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 got a caller. Uh, You know, a lot of people you know this guy. I mean, we've been talking about him for. He's Last been a pretty hot topic in the news show. recently. Yeah, I'm surprised we were able to nail. Him. I mean, we have the owner of the Dallas Cowboys Whoa, calling into the Fourth and John show, Jared Jones. Say it with I your chest, John. Is is Jared is Dallas Cowboys owner Jared Jones? I heard you. I tuned in the new media studios, and I heard you talking some smack on my Dallas Cowboys, and I just wanted to call up. To go ahead and defend them. I'm Jerry Jones. <laughs> well, uh, what what do you have to say, Sith Lord? Say it with your chest. Are you guys going to be? Are you well, are, you are know, you... I feel I I feel like this league office is trying to butt fuck my Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> like we used to do to those five dollar strippers and, and Dean Blandino's part of us. And I feel like the NFL is just coming down too hard on 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 my my beloved uh, Dallas Cowboys. There, I don't think I deserve any of this shit. I don't think that they were being fair to me. Ezekiel Elliott didn't do shit. Now all of a sudden, they we can't run the ball, and Dak Prescott's getting down on his getting knocked down on his knees, like those pictures of, of me in the owners box with those hookers, and I uh, mean not to mention you know all that other stuff that I do. But listen, I just think it's unfair. I'm Jerry Jones. <laughs> well, Jerry, what? Just give it to us straight. What the hell's going on between you and Roger Goodell? Set it straight right here on Fourth and John. What the hell's going on? Listen, that punk pussy bitch, Roger Goodell, and his Donald Trump five-cent haircut can suck each one of my nuts, all right? He is trying to screw my Dallas Cowboys into winning the NFCs. Now, you all got a good team. I mean, that Carson Wentz, that red-headed kid, I mean, he's pretty good. I, I tried to get him. Would, would you, you know, think I, he would I, be I better than that? Get him. I, didn't even, I didn't even want Dak Prescott. I tried to move up to get <laughs> Carson Wentz, but you all were too smart and got him before me. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, then, you know, y'all, y'all Jerry Jones, didn't you want Johnny Manziel though? You're the you're, you're the guy that they had to keep out of the draft room because you were going to draft now, J- Johnny listen, Manziel. Now listen, now listen. I, I I know I'm the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And my fans keep bringing up the past all the goddamn time, but I wish you guys would stop talking about the past right now. All right? Yeah, I, I like a little Johnny. All right, because I felt like I had a kindred spirit of Johnny. You know what I mean? I like drinks. Yeah. I like my women, too, all right? But that but that don't make a difference, all right? We got Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott can't do shit right now because Ezekiel Elliott got suspended. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, every once in a while, you just got to, you know, put your hand on a girl. Listen, forget I'm even going to say that because I'm just going to give myself trouble. I'm Jerry Jones. <laughs> and Jerry Jones, well, last question for you. Um, at 4th and John, we like to get predictions. Could you give us a prediction uh, for this Eagles-Dallas game? 
Well, you know, I'm not one for really taking a knee on anything, but if I could do anything on Sunday night football, I wish the whole team could just take a knee and and then slob on the knob of the Philadelphia Eagles. They're winning the Super Bowl, baby. How about them Cowboys? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones saying with his chest. That was, you know, he's speaking from his heart. Yeah. A guy that's wrapped up in so much controversy right now. It's very nice for him to check in and let him let us I mean, know. That. Calling the fourth and John, that's huge. It is. It that's is huge. huge. And and to just denounce his team and say that we're <laughs> <laughs> that his team is going to slobber over the Eagles' knob. Yeah, <laughs> it was impressive. That was impressive. I really thought he held it together. Um, you know, for his team falling apart like it is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But um, seemed a little upset about the whole Zeke situation, the whole yeah, Roger Goodell situation. But. Uh, Hopefully he's able to figure that out. He's he's got a lot of problems ahead of him. That's that's in the Eagles' rear view, though. Oh shit, we got Shirley on the phone. No, from the, well, it's Jerry Jones, man. Yeah. You miss you miss Jerry, bro. What? Jerry. Jerry Jones just called, man. I get up to take a piss for like two minutes, and Jerry Jones calls in. Yeah, man, he was uh, he was really speaking from his chest. I bet he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> oh, Jerry Jones. Does he look like a bitch? He sure does. Cheryl. <laughs> tailgate veteran and was there and might know the mystery chunker. Cheryl, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, guys? What's <laughs> happening? So, could you shed a little light? Because we are now trying to figure out the mystery chunker. Can you shed a little light on this situation? I have no idea who the mystery chunker is. Okay. I barely... <laughs> Even though where I'm at half the time, I'm down there. <laughs> I think he had uh, too much Jameson. No, that was Levon. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo, Lee was about to like. Yeah. That's the, that's the drunkest I think I've ever seen. It was his birthday. It was his birthday. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah, to. Yeah, no, 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 but like, but like, he, I was like, yo, take a picture of these. Like, okay, but yeah. <laughs> he was like, he I was can't. like purple. Yeah, I was like, dude, take your shades <laughs> off. Let me see your eyes. Like, no, I don't. I'm surprised he even made it out of that yeah. game. Big bombs. Big Dallas week. Big Cheryl. What do you think's going to happen come Sunday night? Uh, we're going to whoop their ass. Dak's scared back there without his little security blanket. Uh, Zeke, you know, hugging on him and love them. I'll take care of you. Two fucking pussies. <laughs> yeah, I just called it that. We all, I fucking hate. <laughs> yeah, too fucking easy. That's right. I fucking hate the Cowboys. I, there's everybody says, "Well, the Giants are our biggest rival now." Fuck the, you know, the, I fucking hate the, Cowboys, the Cowboys with every fiber of my body. The Jerry Jones has like been dead for three years, walking around like weekend at Bernie's. You got Skip Bayless, <laughs> the fucking crypt keeper, wants to you know, make all these excuses. Yeah, we're without our left tackle too. We haven't had the greatest running game either. So fuck you guys. We're gonna come in. We're gonna fucking kill you. You can put some fucking respect on our name. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I fucking love it. I fucking Surely love it, Big Show. Give me a prediction on the game, my friend. I'm going to say 35-10 birds. Let's go. Wow. Yeah, I love hey. it. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for, call- I'm about. <clears throat> Thanks for calling in, Cheryl. And it is amazing, too, because Dallas Cowboys fans are going to sit there and like we were talking about earlier, like, listen, we wanted Zeke, so there was no excuses, right? So there's no excuses. But they were going to make excuses anyway. They're going to sit there and bitch and moan that they didn't have Sean Lee, that they don't have the left tackle, that they don't have Ezekiel Elliott. Meanwhile, forgetting, so bad, meanwhile, forgetting the entire time that 
We lost one of our running backs. Not up to the par of Ezekiel Elliott, but we lost one of our running backs. Darren Sproles. We lost, Say his name. We lost our left tackle. Mm. Say his name, Jason crucial, Peters. Crucial yeah, we lost our middle linebacker. Say his name, Jordan, Jordan Hicks. Hicks. And 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 you don't see us making excuses. You know why? Because this is a real team. This is a team that believes in each other, that feeds off of each other's confidence, that shows leadership and dedication and unselfishness in order to get that W. That's what separates the Dallas Cowboys from the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Because the Eagles are contenders and the. Dallas Cowboys are fucking pretenders and frauds and all of that. You want to get to Twitter questions? Because we're just steamrolling through this let's fucking show. Let's do it. Show. Let's, all right, do so it. Let's, let's go off of... Uh... All right, we got a question from our boy at Justin from SWP. He says, how many sacks will our D-line get on Sunday? I was asking that earlier. I really think... I, I'm thinking if Claiborne can get six, our D-line can get at least, at least six. And, and, and on their own. I think they learned from last week. Like I said, Max, they're going to max protect. Um, I'm going to go with four. I'm it go- doesn't matter! Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, five. But it's going to come very unconventionally. Like, we're, we're used to Brandon Graham. We're used to Fletcher Cox. We're used to Timmy Jernigan. Again, I really think this is going to be Jim Schwartz's blitz game. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised if you see Malcolm Jenkins get himself a sack this game. Love a safety. Don't blitz. be su- Yeah, I love a safety. Don't be surprised if you see a Michael Kendricks get a sack this week. Surprise, motherfucker! Because because listen, the the Max Protect is going to be focusing on the front four because they can get after the the pass the, the passer without help. Now it's up to the unexperienced running backs. It's up to those unexperienced offensive linemen. To now protect for the blitzer. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. I'm guessing five sacks. All right, we got another question from S. Hughes, 298. He says, below or above a 30-burger on Dallas? Uh, when was the last time the Eagles haven't scored 30 points? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, that's an excellent question. Well, you want to know what they, they, they averaged 31.4 points a game. Yeah, and I honestly think that Carson Wentz keeps this trend rolling. He's just going to carve them up. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I don't have the stat for what he did after last week's, uh, last year's bye week. But I think that this kid just lives in the uh, film room. I think all he does. It shows. Yeah. All he does is just uh, study defenses and pick them apart when it comes time to execute. Carson Wentz is having an MVP season on a regular week's rest and a regular week's preparation. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. This guy is a film rat. He's a study rat. The decisions are already made when he takes the field and just reads the defense. Yep. Now you're looking at a Dallas Cowboys defense that is giving up 22.8 points per game. I don't see how the Eagles don't throw up a 30-burger on this team. Easy as that. We got another question from Angela Oakbury. He says, what do you all think the addition of LRB does to our defense? We got both Jerry Jones and Julia Locafort checking in. (laughs) (laughs) This is a star cast. And and Cheryl. And Cheryl. Uh, what was the question? Ellerby? What is Ellerby yeah, going to do? He's yeah. going to, if everyone else goes down, he's going to provide depth for this linebacking core. Yeah, I mean, he provides depth. I think uh, you th- look at the Tulloch, um situation last year. Yeah. Um, you, you got a veteran linebacker who could come in at, at a minute's notice and play uh, sound football. Uh, he's not really a special teams guy, but obviously uh, they, they like what they see in him. I mean, he was, he was pushing to start the Saints. But he ended up having a, um, a, like I believe it was a foot injury, um, so that's why they they released him. Yeah, LRB is not that. Listen, you don't get a man off of the street and expect him to have an immediate impact at this point in the season. If anything, it's <coughs> JJ. Yeah. 
Well, we he wasn't off the street. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, he was tra- he was traded for. So you don't get a guy off the street and expect him to make any sort of like start starting impact. This is a depth move right here. I mean, with the, with the Saints, Ellerby couldn't stay healthy. In fact, he started what was it? Uh, 15 of only 32 games. Yeah. It was always an injury history, an injury bug with the, with this guy. He did in 2013 have 101 tackles with the Miami Dolphins. Now we're going to be not going to he's not going to play special teams. You know what I mean? So he's going to be a strictly a depth right. Worst-case scenario. But, again, this, these are the type of moves that you see from teams that are getting ready to make a run. That, that move also tells you a little bit something about what they've seen from Joe Walker as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's an upgrade. All right, we got another question from Adam Razak. He says, what do you think the X factor on the offense and defense is and why? Well, Carson Wentz is the obvious answer for the yeah. offense. For the defense, with Jordan Hicks being out um, – I think Malcolm Jenkins is going to be the have to be the leader of this defense, but I really am interested to see how Ronald Darby is going to fit back in this defense with uh, with Robinson playing so well and with, um, with you know with Mills playing well on the other side. I'm, I'm interested to see when they move Peterson how uh, how that's all going to play out. Is this for the year or just the next game? Just first game. Mm, I think Fletcher Cox. I mean Fletcher Cox uh, doing the thing that he always does is disrupt. Um, and if he gets left one-on-one, you know, they've, they've been moving him around a, a bit, um, you know, forcing him, other teams to get him in one-on-one situations. So I think uh, Fletcher Cox, man, I mean, he's, he's doing the damn thing. I'm going to say Jernigan. Jernigan just got that extension. Got that money. He got that money. He's going to show it off on Sunday. Offensively, it's going to be J-Train. Because the Falcons against the Dallas Cowboys ran the ball 34 times, only passed 30 times. They had 132 yards rushing. And won the time of possession by 32 minutes. I mean that that, that it, that's the Eagles' wheelhouse right there. Yep. Yep. So J Train with two weeks to learn the playbook. All right, let's see how effective he can be. Defensively, it's going to be Malcolm Jenkins. You remember not too long ago. In fact, it was last was the last year or the year before Malcolm before. Jenkins and Des, Des Bryant yep. in the middle of the field, jawing back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm Jenkins is going to be in charge of a lot of stuff. He's going to be in charge of of, of a double team on Des. He's going to be, be doing a lot against Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. And again, I really think this is the blitz game. I think this is the, this is the game where the, Jim Schwartz is just like, fuck it, we're bringing the house. Mm-hmm. And part of that, as you saw in preseason, was Malcolm Jenkins coming into the box and blitzing at the right time, predicting the snap count. And Dak's not even going to know where it's coming from. All right, we got another question from At Rollers Philly. He says, Alshon had his first big game two weeks ago. Do you think he has another one or two of those games in him this season? I think he's definitely got at least one left in him. I, I mean, maybe even more than that. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I think he started off slow. Uh, everyone got distracted by Nelson Aguilar having a good season. I really think that back half of the season and going to the playoffs, Alshon Jeffrey might be an X factor on this team. He's just getting more and more comfortable with Carson. Alshon Jeffrey, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit how they're using him. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing right now is working. And we've said on this podcast before, the benefit of having a guy like Alshon is that he spreads the defense out a little bit. There's no coincidence that Zach Ertz is having the type of year that he's having, and Nelson Aguilar is having the type of year that he's having because there's more room on the field to operate. That's in direct relation to Alshon Jeffrey. Now that doesn't mean that he's going to get all the touches or he's going to have the type of numbers that you would expect him to have. In fact, it's almost been a little disappointing, to be honest with you. 
But if they're focusing a lot of attention on Alshon, I mean, it's only a benefit. Listen, when you get down to, like, the Seahawks without Richard Sherman, when you get down the stretch and you have an underutilized but healthy Alshon Jeffrey, wasn't that a concern going into the season that Alshon Jeffrey wasn't going to be healthy? The entire season? Well, guess what? He has been. And he hasn't been selfish about the ball. I mean, this guy gets a couple catches for like 36 yards. He's celebrating in the, in the locker room with the rest of his teammates. Team player. He's, uh-huh. a, he's a team player. So keep doing what you're doing. Don't, like, I'm not worried about Alshon's fucking stats at all. Real, real quick, um, you, you talked about the Seahawks and Richard Sherman going down. Did you see who they picked up to replace him? <laughs> Byron <laughs> Maxwell. Old, 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 old baggy yeah. sleeves yeah. Uh, Byron Maxwell. Yeah. Picked him off off the street. Yeah. Oh, nice move, Dolphins. Yeah. By the way, we just got well done. done. Yeah, well thank, done, Dolphins. Good, yeah. good job. Thank, thank you. Course. Back to Alshon. Alshon 317 for Alshon. So love the Eagles that he gave up his own big stats to draw attention from de- defenses so Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, and Torrey Smith could eat. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's gonna have some. He's gonna have some big games down the road. Mm-hmm. But nothing would make me happier than to seeing that dude just go off. Just, he did. Like, I like, mean, listen. last week. I mean, Akeem Talib was on him. Yeah, but I, but I mean, like go off. It's like a like, Stephen Diggs game. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like in a tight game where he just dominates. Like he just dominates a corner. We haven't. It, like, listen, that whole entire Denver Broncos defense, that entire team didn't want to fucking be there in the second half. They 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 mailed it in, like. At halftime. Yeah, no, they gave up. They gave up. So, you know, I, I, nothing would make me happier than to prove all the Alshon doubters wrong than for him to just fucking go. Again, we get that first round by. Only got to win two games. Two games. Those are two big Alshon games. And he get, then guess where he's going? SB! SB! Come on, SB! Fucking love it. What else we got? All right, got, we got a question from Cypher Call. I like this question. She says, with the Dallas week, if your son or daughter brought home a new girlfriend or boyfriend who is a Dallas fan, what do you guys do? Mm. I mean, like like my daughter brings home a Dallas fan? Yep. Get the fuck out of my house. Give him the fucking boot. <laughs> no, Put him in the bathroom. No, no. She, she, she will, when she gets to that age where she starts dating, number one. She have more sense. I'm, I, might, I might have to. I might have to kill a motherfucker <laughs> uh, just for date my daughter. Number two, she would know. She would just know better. Like that. That's the way I was raised. Like you, you, the Dallas. Like it. Dallas sucks. Was drilled into my head at such a young age that that, that that's why I'm so passionate about the Dallas hate because mm-hmm. it was at such a young age. And trust me, that is getting drilled into her head. She will know better because listen. Listen, you want to date a Dallas fan, you're going to date a guy that's a front runner, that when the next hot chick comes along, he's going to leave you on your ass and stuff Be like that. Be a fraud. He's going to be a fraud. You don't want to date a Dallas fan. Eagles fans are loyal. Eagles fans are loyal. You want to date, a, you want to have a loyal man, date an Eagle. Now, you might never get a ring, <laughs> you know what I mean? But there is nobody that will stick through you through the good times and the bad than an Eagles fan. So I don't want to see anything else but green in this house. That's the rule. Yeah, I'm not bringing that negative energy into my household and my family. We're not bringing no Cowboys fans around here, so nah, not doing that. Get the fuck out of here. Put them in a bathroom. Put them in a bathroom. <laughs> All right, we got another question from at MacAttack715. He says, are there any weaknesses that could potentially derail this team from winning the Super Bowl, or are the Eagles just a complete team? They're complete right now, but the one thing that scares me is the thing that you can't predict. It's just injury. That's the only thing that would prevent us from getting there, I think, right now. I think with the squad that we have right now, this is a Super Bowl-caliber squad. This is a squad that's capable of winning a Super Bowl. 
I think the only thing that could stop that is a major injury. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point with injury. Um, but also, for every Eagle fan out, right there, out there right now, take a second, think about it. Go all the way across this roster. Think about, think about all the players at these positions. There is no real weakness anywhere. Not a weak link. We were saying Viatai in the beginning. I mean, I mean Viatai could be your, your, your weak link. Anybody? But think about how many guys are on a starting team. And you, you can only name one guy that might be your weak link? We thought coming out of training camp that cornerbacks was going to be the weak link. Now we've got depth at corner. we got more than we know. And what Darby's doing. back. And running back. Same same thing. Oh, by the way, we got Sidney Jones. By the way, we got Sidney Jones on ice for next on year. Ice. For the, so uh, for when we're trying to retain the Super Bowl. Yeah, Gail, <laughs> you talked about it in the opening segment, and I had it written down in my notes here. I, I can't tell a fan how to or how not to take what they're seeing in. I can't I can't tell them that they should or should not talk about the SB word. What I can tell you as a 35-year-old season ticket holder, this is the closest I've ever seen a team to being that team. Now, we can go back to 2004 and when we got Terrell Owens, it was an expectation that we were going to go to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I mean, you remember those training camps down at Lehigh. It was flooded. I knew they were going after People that. were bringing cardboard Vince Lombardi trophies wrapped in tinfoil. It was an expectation. We were knocking on the door every year. And prior. They, they were rolling teams that season. And they were rolling teams. But this feels different. It happens so mm. fast. There is nothing that's going to get in the way of this team reaching the Super Bowl. Now listen, you don't, if you don't want to talk about it because you think it's a jinx, whatever. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Just know that you should enjoy every single minute of this season because this is about as close as I've ever experienced as an Eagles fan to looking at a team and going, oh shit, this is it. This, this, this is what it looks like. Not a mercy. When, 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 when the Seahawks went on their run with the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson and Marshawn, we went, that's a Super Bowl team. When the Denver Broncos with that defense of Peyton Manning went on their run, that's a Super Bowl team. It has that feel. You yeah. can't handle it's the an truth. Un, it's an unfamiliar feel to us, and a lot of times as Eagles fans, we'll try to downplay it because we've had our heart broken so many times that we've never won one. We try to reject those feelings. I, you got I mean, away. at the end of the day, you, you really got, I mean, and th- this is the same thing as life. I mean, you have to enjoy the moment, you know, like you never know what's going to happen. But today you, you wake up and you know that this Eagles team is a real team. You know what you're seeing. I mean, some people are, I mean, if you're young, you haven't really, you know, seen the, the depths of the How bad <laughs> sadness <laughs> that this fan base is gone. But obviously it's, it's, it's real. It's real. It is real. Enjoy every single moment of this season. Please. Whether you want to talk Super Bowl, you don't want to talk Super Bowl, not saying they're even going to get there, not saying they're even going to win it. But as it stands right now, this is as close to a team, a Super Bowl contending team, as I've ever seen wear midnight green. I mean, think about it this this whole season. Just, you know, we're talking about enjoying the moment. I've had so much fun, fun this season that I almost feel bad for having this much fun <laughs> and people not getting that feeling. Because yeah, I, I yeah. feel like, damn, I'm like, yo, if, if this was a drug, I'd be a drug addict on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like a winning Eagles football team. Y'all, y'all got any more of those classic wins, man? <laughs> <laughs> wins, man? Y'all got any more of those 50 burgers? Oh, shit. 
Alright, we got any more of them? Uh, wanna do the Twitter poll? Yeah, let's do, uh, let's do a little Twitter poll. Let's go biggest <laughs> rival first. Poll? Let's go, and then we'll just, and then we'll find out the fate of, uh, of Pukey next. Alright, the qu- Twitter poll was, in case y'all missed it somehow, what do wow. we do with Pukey? Did we do the biggest rival one at all? We did not even mention that, no. Alright. Yeah, it's okay. a Cowboys. Yeah, it's okay. a Cowboys. Uh, it's gotta be well, Some people will say it's the Giants, but that, but that's alright. That's alright. Alright, well, with, with the poll... 56% of people said the tailgate probation. The tailgate probation. Mm. Okay. And then the 24% did the permit ban, and then 20% was nothing. All right, tailgate. So, so Pukey, you were officially on. I know you said you weren't going to show up anymore in the playoffs, but as far as the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles uh, season is concerned, you are on official tailgate probation. <laughs> I am the law. We'll, we'll, we'll see you. We'll, we'll see you next year. Now, Gail, I, I I have to ask you because in group chat we we had proposed that uh, here at the Fourth and John show, the five of us in the room, including Trox there, who's shooting the uh, all the YouTube videos and screening your phone calls, we're going to grow the beard. Okay, it's getting a little e- bit scruffy in here. E- Evan has got a hell of a head start on the rest of us. <laughs> Uh, Mike has a, uh, uh, uh Justin's in. Justin's you in? in? Okay. All right. All right. I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Uh, Mike, right Mike now, has brother. the Chris Cornell, the late Chris Cornell, like kind of, uh, <laughs> patchy goatee thing going on. Can you grow a beard, sir? I can, and I blame my dad. You, you can't. So, can. so does it get real patchy as you get closer to the ears? Oh, Is that yeah. What we're looking forward oh, yeah. To? It definitely gets patchy. But I uh, can't grow the full beard. You got, you got the Deshaun Jackson beard. We also have to establish. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, All right. Well, we, we, we have to agree on like a. Some ground rules. Here. Yeah, some started, ground rules. So, so we can shade the chassis. I'm going to get to you in a second. Here, right? yeah. we, we can get this undercarriage taken care of. All right. We, we can get the undercarriage taken Yes, we can get okay. the undercarriage taken care of. All right. We're not trying to go like full caveman here. Mike, you're gonna have to let it grow on the sides. All right, be patchy as fuck. Warning, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> now, Gail, I have I have to ask because as a uh, I, I fondly refer to you as a gray beard, yeah. right? Yeah. And other w- gray beards trust other gray beards. Yeah. Wise. But uh, the beard's looking looking gray. Yeah. Like 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 it's looking like abnormally, yeah. and it's just scruff right Finish now. Him. Now. <laughs> Now, here, here is my question. I'm not trying to put you blast on the on, on the air. Okay. Do, do you die? Yeah, you got you got to. Oh, you, so you just ferment it? Just, just one of the gray spots. You got you got to as a barber, you got to keep your shit tight, man. Okay, so no, normally when we see you like full even, full full beard, full yeah, beard, yeah. that's actually yeah. died because you're looking like me over there. Yeah, you let, like listen. I got the, I got the real bad gray like down here. <laughs> I got the I keep, got the gray. Keep your shit tight, man. All right, so. Starting today, right. until they are eliminated from the playoffs, if they are eliminated from the playoffs, is is it the playoffs or is it their next loss? I thought it was the next loss on the group chat. You thought it was next loss? Yeah. No, I think we got to go full full boat. We're going full bore. We're Holy going we're going shit. we're going full to the end of the season. All right. <laughs> and every show we're gonna have to take a picture, and that way you will see the beard continue uh-huh. to. Dude, you were good. You, you Dude, were, I am gonna look like you're gonna a, look like Jason I'm look Kelsey like an by Oxford the time. professor by the end of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in my study, smoking a corn cob pipe. Gail's gonna look like Rick Ross. Yeah. When, when, when this is all said and done, and Mike's gonna look like should be itchy though, Freaking man. Captain Jack Sparrow with the big long I, uh, I go to. Deal with that. 
Yeah, yeah. we got to let it grow on the All sides. Right. So hold on. Oh, God. So if someone were to break yeah. a rule and just go rogue and start, you know, cutting hairs off, what happens? Someone shaves. Oh, punishment? Punishment. All right. Well, well, the caveat to that is if there's any TV appearance, like if I got to look like cleaned up for TV, I'm, I'm going to like straighten it up a little bit. Okay. How okay. straight are we talking? Well, well, just just uh, <laughs> Mike's going to look the same. Just Mike's as hell another sign is that Mike's going to look the same. He's going to have a homeless Probably. beard. Probably. All right, so what's the punishment for breaking the uh, breaking the beard? If that shit gets too itchy, bro. <sighs> I don't think that makes a goddamn bit of difference. Oh, wait, did we say that on the group chat? To so it's, I think Truck said yeah, shirtless. Yeah, that's, to come oh, in the show that's what shirtless. it was. They got to oh, do the show shirtless. You got to do the show shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> do we, are, we, <laughs> are we all in agreement? All right, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Gail? Hi. All right, Justin has his hand up. We're all in agreement. Uh, From now on in, we can clean it up underneath the chin. Yes. Maybe, maybe, maybe do a little. Um, um, tra- underneath the eyeball. You line that shit. <laughs> you can line it. All right. Line it up. All, all right. right. And then. I'm not uh, trying to get pulled. And over. you can dye it. All right. We don't need you to, like go Al- Cosby beard. I don't be like Al Qaeda and shit. <laughs> 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 uh, look, but look. if if you break the law, you do the show shirtless. And trust me, nobody wants to see that. So don't break the rules. I also, real quick, before I want to get out of here, touch on the T-shirts. T-shirt sales are rolling right now. $14 T-shirts. We got the J-Train. We got the Philly Dilly. Does anybody want to buy my shirt? <laughs> but coming up tomorrow, we have the first official, 4th and John, ugly sweater T-shirt. What? Coming out. Yes. We, I just got the design today. Need some minor tweaking. And we will have the uh, first ever 4th and John holiday ugly, uh, ugly sweatshirt. T-shirt. You can also get it in a hoodie. Just in time for the holiday season. Check out the Fourth uh, and John uh, site for the details on the shirt. Where to go? It's it's by T Public. They do a wonderful job of printing them and shipping them out, so you guys get them in time. I think this design is going to be the too fucking easy shirt. The next too fucking easy shirt. I, think I it's showed you guys. Fucking easy. I showed you guys the design. It it was it's tight. good. It's tight. It's good. It needs some tweaking. It needs it some. Does. Mind. It, it does just need a tad. Just a, just a couple touches here and there. But it's gonna look phenomenal, Gail. You got any any last thoughts? No, man. I'm I'm on a high, dude. Fuck the Cowboys! Hey, I'm on a high. I feel like this team is just kicking ass and taking names. Fuck the Cowboys! That's right. This guys, I, I want you to understand the gravity of this situation here. You beat the Dallas Cowboys. The NFC East is a lock. We can stop talking about the D. We can stop talking about the P. We can start talking about one RB. First round bye. I love it, baby. And as always, we're going to end this thing. And make sure you yell it loud enough so they can hear it all the way down in Dallas, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Fuck yo pouch! Fuck yo pouch! Finish him! Lot of mercy. You can't handle the truth! Yes, you did! Buy another one, you rich motherfucker! Fuck yo pouch! Surprise, 
some motherfucking, uh, uh, down, hell, uh, uh, fuck Okay, fuck!